Hi there. Hi everyone. Today we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Now, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. Today we're, we're going to continue on our Harry Potter series where we're going to talk about the second chapter and that is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Now, if you haven't watched the first episode, go watch it. I believe that it might be interesting if you want to have previous knowledge, I would say. Uh, but you do not really need to, you just get to see how I see the first movie book and what's my point of view regarding that matter. Now, today we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in a different way, or at least different than the usual. Now, I believe that once you go, in any podcast, episode, talk, you have people generally, generally giving what they think of the movie or the book. And you have others who say, well, this is the summary of the, bo of the book, right? Well, today we're not really going to do that. We're going to dive into Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We're going to summarize today a little bit so that you have a little bit of context when talking. And then... We're going to be given hypotheses and we're going to formulate them based on both our perspective, you and me. I'm going to give you and tell you what I think of it and I hope that at the end of the episode you'll be able to tell me in the comments what do you think of this mo book, movie, and most importantly, well, is it the top one, two, three, whatever. So, today, let's just talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, right? Now, this movie book is a little bit special. Not special in the traditional way, where, where it might have marked people's mind. Not really like this. Well, I would say that Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is a little bit different from what we are usually um, what we usually see since in the first Harry Potter we were given certain vibes the Harry Potter the, the usual Harry Potter vibes and then we break sort of we break this little chain break it literally by introducing new kind of vibes and that is darker and much obscure kind of vibes which is a little bit difficult to digest if especially if you if you, if you did get hooked up uh, in Harry Potter by those vibes itself so it might have been a little bit difficult to you to digest such a book movie but you know, at the end of the day, it's still the same story. We have pretty much um, a really beautiful storyline plot that was very, very interesting to see. It was really dynamic. We had the chance to see a lot of things. We had uh, the chance to know more of the Harry Potter world whether it was by introducing many new characters that we did not knew before or knowing more 
for main character Harry Potter. So yeah, I would say that it was very cool to do so and to read it and watch it as well. Well, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets does not is not really that that different from others. You know, it's the same thing. We have Harry Potter, who is who starts at the beginning of the movie his second year at Hogwarts. Now, Hogwarts is a beautiful place, but we've seen it. It's not the most calm place to live, and most importantly, to learn. Imagine having goblins and trolls running in your school. That would be difficult to to make it a fitting place to learn, an adequate place to learn. So, now, this first year, the, the second year, was starting in a very, in a in a very usual way, the way that you would start school, basically. Now, when you start school, you don't have trolls or anything, but you know you have your classes, Quidditch, and many things, and we have Harry, who meets again with Hermione and Ron. Now they meet both together, and they talk. Well, they did, and things. Now, it was a little bit difficult to, I mean, it's a little bit difficult to say that they met in the traditional way, but they did it, they did come to Hogwarts in a, in a special way. I'll let you see it if you want to, uh, with your own eyes on the movies or in the books. But yeah, they, they had a pretty spectacular uh, entrance scene, you know, just let's just phrase it this way, put it there, and let's talk about new characters. Now, we've been introduced to a little new fella, a little pal, called Ginny, Ginny Weasley, who is um, known uh, a little bit further down the road as one of many goats in the story. Now, Ginny Weasley is introduced as this little girl who's the sister of both Ron. You know, she's his sister, so... Basically, we are automatically are meant to see her with Harry. Obviously, she's, her, she's his sister, right? Well, we're introduced to Ginny. We know who Ginny is, and we are thought that that it's her first year, so she has a little bit of a shyness that just so you know goes go. It does not simply go; it disappears over time in future Harry Potter's. But let's not talk about them right now. Now we're introduced to Ginny. Ginny is not really introduced. Without a goal, J.K. Rowling introduced such a character, such a very young character, with a specific goal in mind, and that is making sure that she plays a key role in the storyline. And uh, well, let's see if she did. Now, Ginny's introduction was not was not really that special. No, there wasn't any fight or anything. We just 
introduced us to Ginny and she was sorted into Gryffindor so it's great to to see her sorted into Harry Potter's house, right? Well for now let's let's go beyond Ginny, right? We have to explore what's beyond the borders of Ginny, right? Well, we have Quidditch. You know, in every school there is a dominant sport. My school, for example, it's football, and I'm talking about soccer. But for those in the US, it might be basketball, uh, American football. For those in England, it's football and soccer, for example. Uh, for others in France, it might be volleyball. You know, now in Hogwarts, it's Quidditch. If you're a seeker, player, whatever, you are one of the most popular guys in the school. And young fella, Harry Potter, was, uh, it was knowing that he's the chosen one, the kid, uh, the child of the prophecy, the one who lived, the one, the one, you know, just that one, you know, knowing that he's the one, well, he was selected to play in the Quidditch team of Gryffindor in his first year, which is not really uh, usual. You do not really see that often. But yeah, he's Harry Potter, so everything's possible, right? And now he plays his second year, and we have little. We have little. Draco Malfoy who buys his way into the team and I mean, you might say well how does he do that now you cannot be professional you cannot pay to be good at the game right well you can certainly not do that but you can pay to gain an advantage or one of the biggest advantage there is in Quidditch and that is having a broomstick the latest broomstick, actually. No, we have the Nimbus 2000, but it's not the last one. Every year, I believe there is a new Nimbus that is made to that is uh, made uh, public to the public, the to, to to witches and wizards all around the world. And this year, well. The Malfoys bought to the entire Slytherin team, Quidditch Slytherin team, the last Nimbus. And this was pretty much how he got into the team, you know. It was cheating, right? It was definitely um, a non-legal, non I would say, way, non-just way to, to get into the Quidditch team since there are many more brainy individuals who can get in but it's fine it's Draco Malfoy one of the main characters of the story so we'll let it slide all right now Quidditch this um in this book movie was a little bit uh was was very interesting since we were able to see matches between both of them whether it was Draco Harry you know, and fortunately, well, Harry 
did win over Draco. Now, this is how it ends, right? Well... What happens? What happens further down the road? Now, we have Harry. We have duels between students in Quidditch. We have Harry who beats Draco. But... We also have something else, right? So we're introduced to a new teacher who is um is uh, quite the deal, all right? He's um he's the kind of guy that who that that all says well, I'm a genius, I'm this, I'm that, but at the end of the day, he's not a genius or anything. He's just someone who likes to show off. He's a show off, basically. And he does that for a living. Now, he does not simply show off his skills or anything. He more of pretends to be someone else in his books, stories that he sells for a lot. And I'm talking a lot of money. And basically, he steals other people, success, uh, other people wins and victories and this is what he does for a living so it's a little bit difficult to have him as a defense against dark arts professor but you know hogwarts uh will let it slide all right we are going to let it slide but you know this professor is particularly interesting since well he shows off very often uh, yeah, very, very, very often. And, well, yeah, you know, we have um, this thing where we organize duels between houses. Alright, we have Slytherin. Obviously, the goat itself, himself, uh, Snape. Snape is the head of the Slytherin house, so he is the professor in charge of it. And we have this little liar who is the professor in uh, the the professor in charge of Gryffindor now duels between students must be a learning experience it must show to others how to duel you know start with uh, le salut as we say in french and then bow to each other you know you wand and then you start. Those are the basic rules of duels, right? Well, each professor selects a student, and each one has to go up against the other. Oh, for Slytherin, we have uh, just just take a guess, right? Who is Slytherin? Do we know? Can do we know? Do we even know? Well, Crab, Goyle, and Draco Malfoy, maybe two or three others, right? Well, I guess that the choice might be a little bit easy if you if you want my if you really want my answer. But yeah, you you're right. Draco Malfoy was the one selected. Now Draco goes need, need to go up against someone and who in Gryffindor besides Hermione will be chosen to 
compete against him. Simply the chosen one. You know, they choose the chosen one. And that is Harry Potter. You know, now it was really interesting to, 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 to see such a thing. Sliver versus Harry Potter versus Gryffindor, uh, aka Draco versus Harry Potter. Now, this duel is probably one of the coolest scenes that I've, that I've seen in the movies and that I've read uh, in the books since we discover a lot, you know? Well, Draco casts a spell to make sure that, a sir, that the snake appears. And this snake starts attacking many people, whether it was Harry Potter, other students watching, pretty much everyone. Now, the professor in charge of Gryffindor's house tries to stop it, but he does not make anything of any importance, so let's get beyond what he does and what he did and what he'll still do, we do not care about such a character. Let's talk about the professor in charge of Slytherin, aka Snape. He says to Harry, Don't worry, Mr. Potter, I'm gonna get rid of that for you. But hear me out, hear me out. That's when Harry, that's when young Harry Potter shows off his skills. And you know, when the chosen one, the child of the prophecy, the one who lived shows off. He does not do it in the most traditional way there is out there. He does it in the most exceptional way. No, Harry is not ordinary. Is no ordinary kid, right? He's not going to show you some skills that he learned or anything. No, he's going to show you something that nobody can learn. He's going to show you something that can only be inherited, something that you can only be born with. Something that you need genius to even do. Harry starts speaking parcel tongue. And he does that unconsciously. You know, he speaks in front of everyone, whether it was professors, students, everyone to the snake. Now he did that in the first Harry Potter. When talking um, with the snake, in, uh, with, with Dudley, but you know, we did not really know what Parcel Tongue was back then. Now, we know what it is, right? And it was really beautiful to see how Harry shocked everyone, including Professor Snape, who's difficult to even have a, have a reaction from him. It's difficult to, right? He starts speaking to a snake. Whoa, whoa. When are you gonna see your child speaking to snakes? The only one who was known to do that was basically Voldemort, and everybody knows who Voldemort is. Why? Everybody knows who he is. Now, I would say that this is the most important scene and the reason for that now you might have missed it but he did not simply shock Snape he did something far worse far worse I would say 
he pretty much allowed Snape to understand what he was. You know, generally, if a kid speaks, does something amazing, they just worked for it. But how can a child whose parents never spoke possible? His parents are not even, I mean, some of his parents are not even pure blood. Be able to speak such a language. How can someone like him, for example, speak such, such, such a language and do this? present people with uh, such a prodigy well that's when Snape understood that Harry inherited some of Voldemort's abilities now someone who inherits the biggest villain's abilities is not ordinary is no ordinary alright and it's not normal for a kid supposedly stopped the biggest villain to inherit his abilities but that was interesting for the sole for the sole and only reason that it shocked and allowed Snape to understand what was happening all right now let's go a little bit down let's go further and further down the road we have Harry Potter the genius we have Harry Potter the genius who's able to speak parcel tongue and this parcel tongue language or speaking ability is only known to Salazar Slytherin's hair slash Voldemort if you want a little bit more details now let's not talk about Salazar Slytherin let's talk about let's talk about the journal of Tom Riddle Right now, the journal of Tom Riddle is a journal. Now, as its name says, the journal of Tom Riddle. Now, who's Tom Riddle? Well, would you not know it yet? But well, we might know it down down the storyline. We might know it after. Just just wait a little bit, right? Well, would you not know who he is? But we have a journal that is the ordinary journal. Now, Harry, Harry was, Harry saw this journal when it fell, I believe, in the toilet. Now he did not see. I mean, I mean, J.K. Rowling made sure that we did not know that it was made on purpose. But what if it was? Well, we're gonna talk about it after. But he just saw this journal and wanted some answers. You know, the school in which he was was filled with mysteries. Right? Let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about the state of Hogwarts right now. Hogwarts is a little bit difficult since. Since difficult, dangerous things are being committed there, you know, we have people 
suddenly be freezed, paralyzed, and nobody can talk, move, or anything. They're just being freezed. No, they're not alive anymore. I would not say that they're not alive anymore, but they do not have the ability to cautiously live or move or do anything that a that a normal human would do. No. And many students do experience such a thing. But, but what's happening there? If Harry, Hermione, or any one of them was to, you know, who knows? There's something like this. Well, everybody, uh, everybody ask, uh, everybody wants to have answers, right? But we have the most brilliant ones. The most brilliant minds out there who research and such a thing, such an event. We have Hermione who make who made enough research around the subject. And she actually discovered that this those symptoms were the consequence of seeing of seeing the monster that was that was in the chamber of secrets now i might i might have take a little bit of time before seeing it but you know it's the chamber of secrets right something that you've never heard of in the entire story what's the same what's the chamber of secrets and most particularly and especially where where is it where is the chamber of secrets nobody knows if there's a monster going around and you know freezing people Everybody knows where he's from. Where does he comes from? Where does he goes, right? Well, we have a little Hermione who's curious, who made research to know about the Chamber of Secrets, but she does not know any any useful things about it. So she asks Professor McGonagall, who kindly who kindly accept to answer to such a difficult uh, I would say question you know imagine if a student were to ask about a forbidden cha a forbidden room this might be a little bit of putting it's, it's difficult to deal with with, with such a, a thing it's difficult to to stay still with such a situation but Professor McGonagall handles it very well she decides to answer and she says that when, when the founders of Hogwarts were creating and crafting Hogwarts itself, well, there was there was Salazar Slytherin, who was against against Mudbloods being part of the school. Salazar Slytherin did not really want. He did not really want Mudbloods. Not he did not want Mudbloods to learn magic. He thought that magic was a privilege only meant for pure bloods to learn. And this was his vision, a very bad vision, I would say. He was only going to teach the selected people. This was bad, just well, knowledge for everybody is known to be something that is not, you know, is not really thought to 
special kind of people nowadays it's for everyone right well sons of servant could not convince others to have the same resolutions so he did something bad you know when someone does not agree does not agree with you you have to do something to you know make them pay this is what he did you know he built a room in which he placed a lit a, a snake i'm not sure of I'm not sure of the particular type of snake that he placed but he placed one and this is where it all began now what's this chamber of secrets and how does she professor mcgonagall defines it now i believe that professor mcgonagall did provide the class and hermione with a beautiful answer Alright, and she topped it all by saying that nobody in these recent years opened the Chamber of Secrets, so we're good. Alright, but, you know, it, it left, it left spaces to a lot of hypotheses. Well, if only the hair of Salazar's slivering can open it, thus releasing the monster well harry is big parcel song he's the chosen for so he has power he has salazar's slivering traits and well he's harry so why can't he be the one that opened it you know now Let's get back to the journal, Tom Riddle's journal. Well, Tom Riddle's journal is an, an interactive journal where you can talk with Tom Riddle's spirit. No, I'm not going to say what it really is. It's um, you're gonna see it in the Harry Potter. Harry Potter, we're gonna, you're gonna see it. But let's just go with uh it's this, this it's it's someone's place now the journal itself is an object that we that was used as a house for someone's spirit all right let's say this way let's phrase it this way and this spirit is tom riddle now this journal is interactive Noticing that Harry Potter starts writing, Who are you? Um, and as a response, he receives, My name is Harry Potter, my name is uh, Tom Riddle. You know, they chat uh, in the journal. And he asks him about Chamber of Secrets, right? Well, if someone lived in, if someone, know, if someone tells you that he knows about the Chamber of Secrets and you wanted to know more well obviously the first thing that you do would be to ask him now once harry potter asks tom riddle about the chamber of secrets what he does first is show him now tom riddle shows him what is what, what really happens and we see a brief image of hagrid 
Hagrid, who supposedly was the one opening it. Hagrid, Hagrid the goat, did commit mass murder and opened the Chamber of Secrets. Now, that's what we saw. Remember, that's what we, that's what Harry saw, and that's more, more particularly what Tom Riddle made Harry see. He made him see, he made him see Hagrid as a traitor. So obviously the first thing that he can do would be to go to Hagrid. Well, are you the one who, who opened the Chamber of Secrets? Are you the one who really did it? Well, obviously not. He's not the one. How can you ever imagine that he'll be the one? No, he's not the one. But for some reasons, he had to be... To, to, he had to meet with uh, the Ministry for personal businesses. And he had to go urgently for urgent matters. But he left one piece of... Advice to Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Whatever happens, follow the spiders. Follow them. And that's what they did. They followed those two people. They followed them, and we had the chance to learn more about the Chamber of Secrets. No, we learn little by little what it really is. And that's when everything happens. We go to the toilet. We go to the toilet and we know that only one we we, we go to the toilet. No, let, let's let's not let's talk about what what happens before Ginny gets kidnapped. And uh, she, everybody knows. No, nobody knows where she is. So everybody concludes that she's in the is in the chamber of secrets. Now Harry Potter, run, go to the chamber of secrets like everybody should do, right? They go, they go there. Uh, Harry Potter, run, and I believe Hermione did also did, did as well. They go there. They go to the toilet, or the Harry Potter can open it because he speaks Basel tongue, since it's a it's a trait of Salazar Slytherin that Harry Potter inherited from Voldemort. He speaks Basel tongue, and thus opens the Chamber of Secrets. Once he does that, he gets into a very shady place where he sees a certain figure, a figure that we haven't really heard of. That we haven't really seen and that nobody has ever talked about a little fella who has long hairs tall and he goes by the name tom riddle now this name might sound a little bit familiar since we have the journal of tom riddle but how can he be alive how can he be there since he resides in the journal itself and was what he showed Harry the truth 
How could Hagrid opened how could Hagrid have opened the room when Tom Riddle is in it? It's a little bit shady, that's a little bit suspicious. As we say, don't you find that suspicious? You know, how can he be there? How can the one that we that supposedly showed Harry the truth be there? Well, that's what Harry says. No, Harry finds Ginny and Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle starts talking. He starts speaking to Harry, and he says, "As you are seeing her laying down on the ground, I consume her energy, and thus making me making me stronger and stronger again. Make me making me continuously stronger, allowing me to be revived." Now, is he dead? Is he... Is he not? Is he... You know, between both, both of these? Well, we do not know. And how is he the heir of Salazar's slavery? Well, Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle is a strange name. You know, Tom Riddle. If you... Reverse words at the end, you'll get Lord Voldemort. And that's where, as we say in French, le coup de théâtre. That's where everything. That's. That's the point where we discovered everything. From the start, Tom Riddle, who inherited his father's name, Riddle, did not really want to go by such a name, such a muggle. Such a mudblood name, and so he called himself Lord Voldemort. Manipulated Harry and ma manipulated Ginny to get Harry to make sure that he can put an end to him in the Chamber of Secrets and, uh, as a conclusion, be revived once again. And rule this wizard and the whole world itself. Well, you know, now that we have an enemy, and that we have a hero, well, naturally both of those two should fight, right? And that's what happens. But how can Harry Potter, who's a second year, fight the brilliant, the most brilliant wizard there ever, there, there has ever been? How can a second year beat him? Especially when he does not have a wand. Since Tom Riddle did take that from him. Well, let me let me add something else. Harry Potter is not simply like Tom Riddle. He's a guest, a giant snake, also known as the monster of the Chamber of Secrets, the monster of Salazar Slytherin, the monster that he cultivated to make sure that this monster puts an end to mudbloods in Hogwarts. How can a young Harry as a second E take both of these and be the winner of such a fight? Well, by the help of Albus Dumbledore's Phoenix, he successfully manages to blind the snakes, thus making him invulnerable to, to his paralysis 
skills since if you see him in the eyes well you'll be freezed now harry can see him while the snake and all he can sense his presence so harry runs around he does this that and he, and he manages to trick him manages to trick him no but we still have to we still have to fight to, to fight tom riddle right now i believe that tom riddle was not really able to cast spell but the phoenix brought a hat the phoenix brought the sorting hat which contained or to be more precise harry was able to drag from this hat the gryffindor sword which only the hair of the Gryffindor of Gryffindor's will can 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 take and have. Once he does that, well, he pieces through the snake. He pieces through it. You know, he pieces through the snake. Now he did win against one of the biggest monsters. In the story itself of Harry Potter and in the Hogwarts in, in, in the world of wizards and wizardry. But what about Tom Riddle? Is it enough to stop him? Well no. Now we'll have to tell you what the, the journal is about. The journal is somewhat a, the what what keeps this Tom Riddle, Voldemort, alive. If you destroy the journal, you'll destroy this version of Voldemort that you see. And that's what he does. That's what Harry does. He takes the sword of Gryffindor that has enough poison gathered from the snakes to destroy the journal. Since you cannot destroy it with a simple trick, with a simple spell, you, can, you have to make sure to destroy it with this precise snake's poison. And he does that. And finally we have Harry Potter who was able to once again defeat the villain Voldemort once again and be once again the hero who saved everyone from a great, from a great catastrophe. Now Harry Potter finishes the year, saves Ginny and he's their hero. Everybody celebrates, it's the end of the day, it's the end of the year, and everybody has to go. Oh, we have to admit that this Harry Potter is very great. But we did start to feel a little bit of of, um, of a weird sensation there. You know, if you compare the, the colors behind Harry, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, you'll see that there is a big difference. In the first movie, you have very red colors, very bright colors, but in the second, you have very dark and obscure colors, making it a very dark version of what Harry Potter is. And we're not really meant to, we're not really, we're not, we do not really see that often, you know? So it was, it was a really great chance, I would say, for J.K. Rowling to, to, to get out of this bubble that she created 
it's aesthetic, this Harry Potter aesthetic that she created. Make sure to be free when she does whatever she wants and when she writes. And she presents us, introduced us to a new kind of a new kind of aesthetic that we, you know, might accept. Also, so at the end, I think that this Harry Potter is very different than the others. It's the start, I would say, of what's coming next. Since from this year, everybody, everything is becoming darker and darker each year. To the point where some people say that it's not what it used to be, completely different. But I do not really agree with that. But from this point, it becomes really really different from what it used to be so this is why i believe that it's one of the most Harry Potters, if not you know the third or the third mo most important one you know so that's what i thought of it i really believe that the books movie that the book movie is really great even though it's not my, my favorite though but it it's, it's still great to, to to see it, to watch it, and to experience uh, all of those adventures that we are being uh, introduced through the book and the movie. And I really loved reading it and watching it. So well, my first my, my question would be, well, what did you think? Um, I'll put a question so that you can answer. So don't forget to, you know, if you want to just share it subscribe to so that you can receive any notifications and more importantly peace and uh, i'll see you in the next chapter